0: Welcome to the Living Waters Podcast. Here we are creating a platform to expand on what it looks like to live fully alive in Jesus Christ through interviews with people in our community, stories of struggle and process, testimonies of God's faithfulness, and deeper conversations on a variety of topics. It's our desire that through this podcast you would feel inspired, connected, and equipped. I'm Anthony McGarity here with Christina Feld, one of our um, leaders of our children's ministry, with her husband John and overseer of missions. And I'm so excited to just get to sit down with her today and just chat about what it means to live scent.
1: Yes. I'm yeah. excited to talk about
0: this. <laughs> this will be fun. It will be you fun. You sounded excited. I am. I am so excited.
1: <laughs> My voice might get a little louder,
0: <laughs> a little happier.
1: I am very honored to be here.
0: Yeah. So. No, it's so good to have you on today. Um, and just the, um, we really wanted to have you and John on separately because we believe that you both carry um, just unique perspectives when when we're looking at missions and even have had different experiences in missions um, and just, you get to carry those different perspectives. And so we want to release that to our living waters family today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're very different. people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Just to start us off really simply um, when you think of living scent, what does that mean to you? What does that look like in your own life or in people's lives?
1: Um, I think living scent, I, we we're doing a really good job as far as the series goes and um what living waters carries is that like living scent yeah, it could be in a foreign country, but it's also just I think it comes down to like no matter your location or what you're doing, it's um like a heart of surrender and a mm. heart of being available yeah like how available are you because if your life is too busy or you think your life's too busy or you don't want to you just don't think about or prioritize. Being available for others, then you're not living. I don't know. Yeah. As sent as maybe you could, as you be. could be.
0: No, I, I I like that because you're like you're presenting yourself. How available are you to God to use? Because it's not just like, um, God, I'm available to you on a Sunday morning, or I'm available to you when I'm at like um, when I'm part of some sort of missions organization. But just like I am available to God. Hundred percent all the time, every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which which is a challenge because I think there can be a healthy conviction in that of like, am I actually living sent to where I am available to God at the drop of a hat? Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. Because I even think about um like when I go grocery shopping, I get so like task oriented mm-hmm. where I'm just like, All right, going in, get my groceries and I'm getting out of there. I don't wanna see anybody. Yeah. Self checkout. <laughs> I, I don't I don't wanna see anybody from church. I don't wanna you know whatever it is. I just wanna do my thing. Yeah. Um, I can relate. But it's like, do I have that availability to God to interrupt me in my quote unquote busyness? You yeah. Know, of like in my groceries. Yeah. And I notice that, you know, someone needs help with, you know, getting something from a top shelf that I can reach, you know. Will I help that little old lady or you know, whatever it is, you know, well, yeah. will, will I be available? Short Asian. Or the short Asian. Or the short Asian who's trying to get the.
1: Because I need people that are available yeah. when I go grocery <laughs> shopping. <laughs>
0: um and you know yeah being available in that like simple human side of things but also like being available spiritually for people it's like am I willing to step out and and pray for someone at the supermarket yeah you know and, and
1: I think that's where the surrendered part of what I was saying too like mm-hmm. steps in because it's never comfortable to like approach a stranger or right. it's never comfortable to be like I don't know what you believe but I believe Jesus heals so <laughs> can I pray for you like yeah but that's what the Bible like asks of us, and that's mm-hmm. what the Bible says is true. And so I think if we believe that we are, as Christians, we have the gift of seeing God move in ways that like Jesus on Earth didn't even see, yeah, like bigger ways than that. I think I I don't I'm not there yet where I'm like yes I fully believe that, but like I want to position my life and my decisions in a way that agrees with it, even if my head doesn't.
0: Right. Oh, that's so good. It's like sometimes taking that risk of, even though I don't fully believe this, it's like I'm willing to trust God and knowing that his word is true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. It's that... um,
1: His truth over my truth.
0: Yeah. It's that, um, you know, that moment where Peter steps out on the water he's like, you know, Jesus, is that you? Tell me to come out on the water if that's you. And like, you know, not fully believing that, but having that faith of Jesus said I can do this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. and even in that like picture, you see, um, you could say that Peter failed because he took his eyes off Jesus or whatever. But even in that, like Jesus was still faithful to he, see him through. Like, yeah. He didn't let Peter drown. He's the know?
1: only other person I know of, of walking on water. Right? So he did it. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Peter. <laughs>
0: um, just to kind of let people know a little bit more, about yourself, um, what did your time in YWAM look like um, and how has that even like shaped how you look at missions? And I know you, you did missions when you were younger too and just kind of like all of those experiences together, how has that shaped how you look at missions?
1: Gosh, do we have two days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's shaped pretty much who I am as a person, period. Like mm. all of my adult life until a year ago was spent in YWAM in different um, different places and different roles and different things that I was doing, different focuses. But um, I think YWAM really taught me to value people. Mm. Um, and I think we oftentimes approach missions as like, a missions trip or like mm-hmm. living sent, it's like, well, I'll move to Brazil and mm-hmm. then I'll live sent, you know, and and yeah. God calls us to those things. But I think um one of the things that the Lord's spoken to me over the years is like people are people and they're not projects. That's and so, so as soon as I take ministry time and make it a project where I need to see a result, it's like I've boxed God into those moments mm. instead of... um like I said, living available and surrendered at all times. Like that's my mandate as a Christian, Yeah. not like my Christian life and ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's easy to kind of separate, especially like living in ministry and, or yeah. And then always knowing that there's always a need. Mm -hmm. I think there's a huge um, need to just be in tune with the Lord and what he's speaking and to say like, God cares more about people's breakthrough than I do. And so if I can just approach someone in love and um, maybe even not, I think sometimes we try to meet the needs that we think people need Mm. instead of listening to people. And so I think the more that we can just sit and listen with people and instill value in that way, and then in those moments also being in tune with, okay, Lord, what's the direction you're wanting to take? Or like, is this the time for me to share the gospel with someone or is this the time for me to just sit and cry with you because Mm -hmm. your circumstances are really sad or hard or you've walked through a lot and I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say. I have no words for the things you've walked through, but I can just sit here and cry with you or sit in silence Mm -hmm. or just be a, a presence. Yeah. Um where it's like I'm not running from the thing. I think a lot of times when people share hard things, it's like, oh I just want to run because that makes me feel really mm, uncomfortable. But just right. sit in the uncomfortability and just be like, I can't fix that, but mm. I'm with you. Um is huge. Yeah. So um I don't think that answered your question <laughs> at all. But
0: <laughs>
1: why am is yeah, I mean, I've served most of my time was spent launched out of Kona, Hawaii, and we did a lot of discipleship with um, young adults. And so, yeah, I think I'm just always amazed by the resilience of humanity. Mm. And um, I think the biggest thing that I always need to remember in any situation, whether it's quote unquote ministry related or not, is that people are people and they're not projects. Yeah. And that... God cares more about people's breakthrough than I do. Yeah. So
0: Man. I love trusting
1: him in that. Trusting that I don't have to make something happen, but that God will do it in his own way. It'll probably look different than what I think it needs to look like.
0: Totally. Yeah, that's so good. I love that what you said of just like valuing people, of like really a big part of of Christianity is is the ministry of people. It's like that's what God has called us to do is to touch the lives of of people. And it's not these impersonal projects. It's not like, you know, building a house or something that can be impersonal, but it's like I'm touching the life of of someone else Um, and I'm having having value for another human being for the sake of, you know, being another human Mm -hmm. (laughs) here on earth. You know, someone who's created in God's image just the same... Amount as I'm created in God's image, and yeah. it's like those are the lives that we're called to touch. It's not like this um, this far-off person that has no relatability to who I am, but it's like this is a child of God who was made in his image, who was made to receive the love of God. yeah um, made to encounter the love of God and and that's what God is inviting all of us into is into that ministry of people yeah um, not this. Not this grand project like you're saying of of like, well, we're, you know, going to Southeast Asia and, you know, we're gonna build houses and whatever else and these are our projects and da 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 da. But it's like, no, we're we're going to this and it's good that we can have schedules and structure, but and at the end of it it has to be people that we're touching. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so good. Is there um just coming, even coming back to YOM, is there, um, like maybe just a big takeaway that you took from that time? How how long were you in YOM Oh gosh, for, to start, uh, two thousand eleven
1: <laughs> to two thousand, the start of two thousand, the end of through two thousand seventeen, okay. Christmas time. Yeah. So, um, how many years is that? Six. And there was a period where I went to school. Um, mm-hmm. But I was always plugged in. I was yeah, always you're always part in. of that community. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Is there just kind of a big takeaway from that time that you had of um, where you could say like, this is something that marked me that God encountered me in this way. I'm sure there are several oh of those moments. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but if there's just kind of one that God is highlighting to you right now,
1: I think going back to I was thinking about this yesterday of um, going back to human resilience, like. I'm just blown away as I spend time in the nations by um, being a believer in the states. is just such a gift. Mm. Like, yeah, we have life can be hard, you know, but you look at the rest of the world and the way that so many people live. And I'm just humbled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's this one time we were in Tajikistan, which touches Afghanistan. And um, we would spend a couple evenings a week with a refugee couple or family, like, mm. I don't know, eight, 12, People, um, But they had f- fled from Afghanistan because um, one of the sons, he was an adult, yeah, um, but was killed for being a believer. Mm. And um, so his whole family up and left because their lives were in danger. And right. so they, um, yeah, they made their way to Tajikistan. They... Um, weren't planning on staying there forever, but it's where they were. It's where they were safe yeah. in that moment. And, um, I'm, they lived in a little like room that another Christian had and it was like their living area, but they just lived there and, um, they would have us over and make us tea. But I remember we spent a month in Tajikistan. And I remember the last time we saw them, they decided to make us dinner mm. and, um, I'm just like blown away because I'm like, you have, you literally have nothing. You guys live in this room out of the kindness of someone practically stranger. Yeah. You have odd jobs here and there, but it's like feeding chickens. It's not, Mm. you know, a ton of money. Right. And like, here we come from the States and you're the ones like offering food to us. And Mm. um, one of the daughters had like gotten me this like beautiful gold bracelet and gave it to me on my last night. And we would just spend time um, via translator, like sharing stories, but, um, and then worshiping Jesus. And I'm just always blown away by Humanity, like, we are so much stronger than we think we are. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just the generosity of um, people and, like, the core of who they are, like, mm-hmm. is so humbling. I think, I think they're, like, the perfect example of someone that's living surrendered and living available is, like, they came to us. Yeah. And gave us things, and it's something that I'm like, okay, if like you with nothing can do that, what can I like? What's the more that I can do? Yeah, for um, to share the love of God and to just model my life the way Jesus would have. So that's something that's definitely marked me. I just remember crying and crying and crying, and they ended up, um, I heard that they took a boat over to Turkey or Germany or something, and they're mm-hmm. safe now. So I have no contact with them, but I heard that. So that's awesome because yeah. that's not every refugee's story. Right. Um, And so, yeah,
0: it's Man. really cool. Yeah, that's so crazy because it's something that just, you know, being an American, you know, that's something that is so unrelatable so unfathomable to us like yeah Of just like we have no context for what it means to run for your life yeah most most of us i would say and i think
1: i think that's why like sharing this story too i'm like i don't Mm. even have words to share my experience because it was something that like my heart lived Mm. and my eyes lived but like i don't necessarily have words to express everything because it was just so it's so overwhelming like Mm -hmm the reality of people's lives and what they do with it and, um, that like, yeah, you would leave everything, you know, you leave a career because you're just trying to stay alive. You're trying to keep your family alive, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. People are amazing. And I think when you're stripped of everything, you know, you actually realize what's important to you. Mm. And so I think that's something that we, we have a lot of luxury
0: here (laughs) in the States, but we don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But it's so even just special of, of exactly what you were saying of, you know, sitting with those who, who have, have nothing, you know, that's, you know, one of the things the Bible tells us is to, to sit with people where they're at. yeah You know, if someone is, is crying, it's not always the appropriate thing to try to cheer them up or, you know, if, you don't have an answer for someone who, who's fled for their life, but you can sit with them and, and connect with them on that, on that human side of things. And you can be there for them um, spiritually, praying for them, contending for breakthrough. Um, and ultimately, like, really what you're doing is trusting people over to God's hands, yeah. knowing that like, I, I don't have the capacity to fix this maybe like all the time, but I know that God has a good plan for these people's lives. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm gonna engage in is is the good plan of God that trusting that He has things for these people here that I don't have answers for, but He does. Yeah, yeah, that's so powerful. Um, kind of transitioning a little bit of um, that is that is such a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I and, hope it got
1: across a little bit. And
0: my next question was going to be <laughs> like, why why is missions important? Um, I think that story highlights it a lot, but even just if you want to expand on that thought of why do you think it's important um, for the one going and also for the people who are receiving.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, it was the last thing Jesus said before he left earth was go and make disciples of all nations. And so I think you think of like people in their deathbed or like your your final words, like even... Mm. um, And a teaching, like you use your final words to wrap up like the important part, the takeaway. Mm -hmm. And and so I just think about the last words of Jesus, go and make disciples. Well, it has to mean something like Mm -hmm. Christianity is, yes, it's for me. But like if it's good news, and it is, like the Mm -hmm. gospel is such good news, how could I not want to share that with people who that's not a reality in their lives. Right. Like how could I not want to see that in your life if I love you and care for you? Um, yeah. Like a you know, as a friend or just even as a person, mm-hmm. like how can I sit here and say the gospel's good news? I'm going to keep it to myself.
0: <laughs> right. I hope you figure it out. Yeah. But good, I'm not going to tell luck. you. <laughs> like, and not in a
1: way of like you have to share every with everyone. I think that's where it's like, okay, God, I'm available. I'm surrendered. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Because yeah. is this the right moment, or am I wasting my breath? Mm. Um, because there is a time where, like, in people's lives, where I think we're all created for eternity we're all created for relationship with jesus but there comes a moment of like hunger and desperation and a r- reality where we realize that and that's mm. when like jesus comes yeah and changes us and transforms us and so you don't want to just waste your breath on everyone because you're going to burn out and be exhausted mm-hmm. and disappointed but you do want to love everyone yeah. and what does love look like in this moment mm. well sometimes it looks differently
0: Yeah, it's not always like, it's like having that, having your own personal relationship with the Lord of like, God, is this a teaching moment? Is this a moment to just sit? Is this a moment to pray? Is this a moment to prophesy? Um, Engaging God in that of like, what is, what did you design this moment for? Yeah, And kind of engaging the heart of God for the person who is right in front of you. Yeah, Um, I think that's so powerful and just kind of plays to the relational side of God, of like, God isn't always preaching a sermon at us. Yeah. You know, sometimes He is just sitting with us in in our moments. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes God is, is laughing with us because He, you know, it says the joy of the Lord, we are the joy of the Lord. Totally. Um, yeah, that's that's good. Are there kind of um, just, you know, we're speaking to a lot of people who have been part of church for a long time. We're too, speaking to people who are new to church, mm-hmm. um, but are there, like, misconceptions that you think come along with missions, so that baggage that comes along with that, that you would want to kind of, like, spearhead a little bit?
1: I mean, there's always misconceptions, and it's always, I think every person has their own misconceptions, because mm-hmm. it's based on experience, and it's based on what people know, um, and so, are there common ones? Yes, like, oh my gosh, if I say yes to being sent. I'm going to go to Africa. Well, so what? Africa's <laughs> freaking amazing. But like and I think too we get so wrapped up in like I need to create like I don't know, I think sometimes we it's easy to fit Christianity into like something that works for you. Mm. And that's not what Christianity is about. It's not something yeah. that works for you. It's like you no, know, Jesus comes and transforms my life and my whole life is different and it's not it has everything to do about me and it has nothing to do about me at the same mm. time. You know, like yeah. it's so paradoxical in that, yes, like, yeah, the gospel <laughs> is totally, absolutely about me and only me, but at the same time, it's that for every single person on yeah. all the planet. So, like, <laughs> how can it be only about you and all about you and for the seven billion other people in the right. world? Like, so I, there has to be a point where it's like, will I lay down my life to see Jesus made famous? Mm-hmm. Like, is he worth that? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's that um, surrender that you were talking about earlier.
1: And it it, it might look different than mm-hmm. what I think my life should look like or what I want my life to look like or what's comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but am I willing to say yes? Knowing that God's plans and purposes are always good. Mm-hmm. His dreams for me are higher and better than my dreams for myself. But even if there's hard parts in life, like my yes to Jesus and him being made known on the earth is actually more important than my own comfortability.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good.
1: And so it's not about me. Yeah. It's all about Jesus. Yeah.
0: And I love even, um, you know, we were listening to um, John earlier and he was even just talking about how Jesus sent the disciples out by two, and I feel like there is such a part of that of, like, if you feel a stir of God in your heart to go and do something, it doesn't mean that he's calling you to go do that alone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or to... You're not even, like... You're like, maybe God is asking you to pioneer, you know, something, but it's it's never alone, Yeah, you know? <laughs> and
1: I think, too, like... Even if it is alone, like, are you being sent out? Are you being Mm -hmm. commissioned? Is there people, a community behind you championing you on? Because life is hard. And life alone in the mission field is, I mean, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. So difficult. But I think obedience is key. And then also having a team of people that's praying for you, that believes in you, that believes in the call of God on your life is huge. Yeah, And in that way, maybe you're physically alone alone. but you're not you know you have people championing you on, and anywhere you go in the world, there's believers, like yeah. it might be a small <laughs> pocket, yeah, and they might be kind of weird, but <laughs> they're there, and I think and yeah. I think that's like I think that's when the gospel's made so alive too is like when you have so many people that you're like, we do not we're so different you mm. like we're so weird like. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? But that's the beauty of the gospel is like that the Lord brings friendships out of that and he uses that. And like um, that's the beauty of the church is it's not – it's like a family. It's not a bunch mm-hmm. of – it doesn't have to be a bunch of best friends. Like yeah. that's not what's attractive. It's super easy for me to like get along with someone who's my best friend. Mm-hmm. But am I like – do they know me by my love regardless? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like the world sees – like oh, there's nothing in common with you guys except for the reality of Jesus in your life, mm-hmm. and that's super attractive because the love you guys have for each other doesn't make sense outside yeah. of Jesus. Yeah, and what he's doing.
0: Love it. So, um, you spent some. You've spent time, um, extended amounts of time on the mission field. How important is it to, for missionaries to stay connected with their sending churches or their sending communities, and kind of what. What has that looked like for you?
1: I think it's I think it's everything. Like, um, I come from an amazing church in Virginia that is one of the most generous giving towards miss- missions churches in the nation. <laughs> um, so I'm super privileged, like, to have such an exceptional model and especially stepping into into this role of overseeing missions at living waters like i have so much wisdom to glean from the church i grew up with Mm. and also being on the other end of it it's like i know what made me feel so loved and cherished um and the way that they pastored me yeah as we were oceans apart and so um I think it's huge. I think support is huge. I think prayer is huge. And I think even like, it's not like I was talking to um, my church in Virginia or Mitch like often, but Mm -hmm. it was knowing that when we do talk, it's like we're connecting and we're picking up where we started. And I know that just because we're not talking, it doesn't mean we're not carrying each other in each other's heart. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
0: That's good. Um, Just as we're wrapping up, is there... um, just kind of a, a way that you would challenge people or um, and, uh, challenge and encourage people of wanting to step into missions or wanting to um, step more into living more sent. Here.
1: Yeah, I think I think if you want it enough, you'll do it. You know, like <laughs> if I if I want to see God move in my life. Like I have to, I can't just say like I'm available to it Mm -hmm. passively. Like Mm. you have to engage with that. Like how are you actually pursuing seeing God move in your life? Like, are you spending time with the Lord? Is he transforming your heart? Like, because I can, God's always speaking, but am I tuning in and am I being attentive and aware Mm. in a way that is transformative because Mm. I can easily float through life. Yeah. You know, I can easily just exist. But how am I engaging with God and how am I engaging with the world? And then also like how if I want to see if I'm like believing God for healings in my life Mm -hmm. and believing for um, relationships to be restored, like how am I actually, um, how am I speaking that out? How am I um, praying for people? Like, I think a lot of times we're like, yeah, we want to see God move, but we don't ever want to partner with the Lord and take Mm. a risk. Um, but Todd White, like at the beginning of his ministry, he prayed for like a thousand people or something before he ever saw one healing. Mm. But he said, like, God, I believe this is in your word. It says it. So I'm going to keep doing it till like, you prove yourself faithful. Mm -hmm. And he's got one of the largest, most successful ministries in the whole world now because he didn't give up after 300, which I think many of us would, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like, are we willing to make ourselves look foolish for the gospel
0: (laughs) and believe his truth over my truth? Yeah. Oh, that's so so good. I love that because it's kind of like putting legs to your prayers of, you know, that's, I feel like that's a phrase people have heard, but it is a reality of sometimes like we have to press through for our promises.
1: Yeah. Um, And not letting our circumstances dictate our reality or our truth.
0: Yeah. And staying active. It's not like... I'm not trying to perform to make the promises of God happen, but I am staying active because I want to pursue his heart and mm-hmm. I want to see his kingdom come and I want to see miracles break, yeah. break through.
1: And it's obedience whether you feel like it or not. Mm. Like it's showing up and being faithful
0: Yeah, whether I want to or not. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Because sometimes I'm like, God, you tell me to do this, so I'm just going to do it. I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. Like I rarely yeah. feel like it, you know, yeah. because it's the gospel isn't convenient. Like it's easy to live. It's easy to live for myself. Yeah. It's easy to just go through the rhythms of life. But to say like, I'm willing to be inconvenienced because Mm -hmm. that's when your glory falls. Like, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Those moments are worth it.
0: Yeah. And that's even what Paul talks about of not being tossed around by our emotions. Yeah. You know, because our emotions will, will keep us back from, from spreading the gospel. Because like you said, it's, It's so often like, I don't actually feel like it, but how much do we know that if I press through this uncomfortable moment, it's like a moment for heaven to invade earth.
1: It's like working out.
0: Yeah. No one ever feels (laughs) like working out,
1: but you're thankful (laughs) at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
0: Awesome. Well, Christina, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been so fun to get to chat with you about this.
1: It's been fun. It's been really fun. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to connect with us more, check out our website at lwrv.org. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Living Waters Rogue Valley. Also help us out and leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music. We'd love to know what you think. Thank you for joining us and making Jesus famous. Until next time.